you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It is Monday, January the 30th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. You have heard them all season, so we will dispense with the long soliloquy-esque intros, but you know voice number one as the 16-year NFL veteran, the former Walter Payton Man of the Year, a veteran of 11 playoff games, two championship games, and one Super Bowl. Voice number two, well, I should probably tell you who voice number one is, just in case there is any doubt. It's Thomas Davis Sr. Welcome back to the pod, TD. Thank you for that intro. I appreciate it. Of course. The other voice, number two, of course, belongs to the coach, the Moochie Man, Steve Mariucci, who is the veteran of three championship games. He coached in three championship games. Steve Mariucci, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. Good to be here. On today's show, we will look back at a, I think we can say, guys, that it's not unfair to say the championship Sunday was in many ways disappointing. But maybe the better D word is that it was Defining. It certainly defines Super Bowl 57. We know now who is playing in Super Bowl 57. Let's call Championship Sunday Top Seed Turvy because the top seeds won. We begin with game number one. We begin with this. Hurts again under center. He sneaks, he pushes, and he is in. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are 15 minutes and 43 seconds away from the Super Bowl. Final score, Philadelphia Eagles 31, San Francisco 49ers 7. It's a shocking stat line, Coach, for me to read out loud. I don't think any of us expected it to be this much of a blowout. 
Obviously, the game script went the way the game script went. Big news here back of the game. Brock Purdy was warming up, Greg, and then it looks like he's saying here that he can't, he can't throw, he can't do it. A lot of 49ers fans today will be seeking cold comfort in the fact that maybe had Brock Purdy been healthy throughout the whole 60 minutes, they would have been in this game. But, Coach, you intimated something earlier that you think the Eagles would have won this game whether Purdy was healthy and at his best or not. Yes, but. There's a but here. Big but. It would have been a heck of a close game. Two very evenly matched old-school teams that play defense and run the football. And uh, I think everybody anticipated a doozy right to the very end. And I think it would have been. You know, the, the fact that the Niners lose their, their quarterback, who had won seven games in a row and really was leading the league in passer rating, gets hurt on the first drive. He just gets hammered by Hassan Riddick as he's trying to throw the football. He gets hammered. And that's a shame in itself. But then when your backup quarterback, Josh Johnson... That is eerily similar to the play that sent Brock Purdy out with the injury. And I think now they're coming out to take a look at Josh Johnson. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and he, it's not like he's been there a long time or anything because they've had two other guys get hurt. Think about a team going through a season getting four of their quarterbacks hurt. So it was a shame for a high-profile game like that to be played when... Two quarterbacks, and that's all they had active, were two quarterbacks, were unable to play, or at least unable to play passing the football. Brock Purdy went back in and threw a couple little dinky-doos. Uh, it was a shame that it came down to that. Uh, Philly's a great team. Probably would have won the game anyway, but it was just a non-competitive game after those guys got hurt. Yeah, it sure was. And TD, forgive me, I'm going to put you on hold for one second longer because I want to follow up on something that Coach just said. Coach, there was no plan C. Plan A was Brock Purdy. And, of course, Thomas Davis pointed out in the meeting this morning that Brock Purdy was already Plan C. But let's make the adjustment <laughs> for the day. Plan A was Brock Purdy and Plan B was Josh Johnson. Why wasn't there a Plan C? Why wasn't there a third quarterback on the roster, on the day, ready to go in the case of a worst-case scenario? This feels like bad planning to me. Keep in mind, the Niners did keep three quarterbacks uh, on their 53-man roster. Not everybody keeps three Half the teams keep just two and a practice squad guy. So it's not unusual to go into a game with two active quarterbacks, okay? However, you're looking for plan C. Plan C is typically a Julian Edelman kind of player who played quarterback in high school and or college that could fill in and close out a game, all right? Well, when, when, when I saw that Christian McCaffrey, who was their plan C, with a bad calf, yeah. I'm going, oh boy, this is not funny because he wasn't around for training camp. He doesn't know anything about the passing game as far as quarterback progressions and all of that. Usually you'll have that kind of a guy on your team uh, to be able to finish out a game, not in a very good way, but at least a guy who's taken snaps from center and thrown the ball once in a while. Uh, and and I, it's a shame we have to go through this. And I hope, I hope the league forces teams to at least have three quarterbacks active for every playoff game going forward because we, we have to avoid a kind of embarrassing situation like this. They had, Brock Pretty goes back in the game, and they can't call a pass play, and they're down by, by 20 points, and they can't call a pass play. It was, it was really kind of not fun to watch. No, it wasn't. It was very, very difficult to watch at some point, and, and I have to say there was no joy in it at all for me. I felt very, very badly for the 49ers. I felt badly for Shanahan. I felt badly for that 
that fan base, which of course is such an ardent, learned, uh, such a great fan base. Coach, you know that better than anybody. TD, let's turn to you on this one. Is it fair to say that the big but is what defined this game? That yeah, but, yeah, but what if? Or is it fair to say that the most dominant team, the best team on the day, won the game, deserved to win, and should have won? Is it fair for 49ers fans today to be thinking, yes, if only? Or is it more fair for 49ers fans to recognize the cold, hard, stark, unaccommodating truth that they were beaten by a better team no matter what happened to their quarterbacks? You know, fans are going to always feel a certain kind of way, especially when the game doesn't end with your starting quarterback being on the field. But at the end of the day, the most dominant team won this football game. And I think the thing that people have to realize and they have to factor in, these quarterbacks didn't go out and hurt themselves. They got hurt by this Eagles pass rush getting after them. And that's one of the things that you have to take into consideration when you're playing a team that's capable of, of rushing and pressuring the quarterback the way that the Eagles have been able to do all season in the way that they were able to do on Sunday. Talk to me about one Hassan Reddick. Johnson fakes. He's back. Reddick's got him again. Another sack for Reddick down to the 10-yard line. Hoss Reddick once again. Oh, my goodness. This guy is so good at getting to the quarterback. The single-digit, temple-strong, number seven, Hassan Reddick. Philly boy, grew up idolizing that team, plays for that team. He was a difference maker. He, I think, tripped your baller alert for the broadcast tonight. Uh, a word or two or ten about Hassan Reddick. Listen, you have to love Hassan Reddick's story, man. Nothing was given to this kid. Every single thing that he has, he earned, he went out, he worked for. He wasn't highly recruited coming out of high school. I know a lot about that myself. Um, he went into Temple. He earned a scholarship after a couple of years, and he's making the most of his situation. The era Arizona Cardinals said he wasn't good enough. The Carolina Panthers let him walk out of the door. And now the Philadelphia Eagles are, are really benefiting from a guy that wanted to be back close to home. And he's taking advantage of everything that he has around him. And I love his story right now. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. Coach, we call you the quarterback whisperer for reasons you have earned. If I were to have told you before the game that at the end of the game, Jalen Hurts' stat line would read like this. 15 for 25, 121 yards, no touchdowns, 11 carries, 39 yards on the ground. Would you have been asking, oh, wow, how badly did the Eagles lose? They were playing against a heck of a defense. We all know the 49ers uh, led the league in several categories on defense, so it was going to be tough sledding. Jalen Hurts took care of the ball. That's A number one in a game like this, not to give that, that wounded team a short field. And, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you talk about the qualities of a quarterback like a Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, one, one quality is his ability to run football. Hell, he's got 15 touchdowns rushing, all right? He passed Cam Newton for the most ever in a season. Then you talk about his improvement in the passing game because he's a 102 passer rating, which is excellent. In our league, he can do that. But the third thing is his leadership ability. And that's those intangible things is what, what else he brings to the table. It's not just legs yeah. and an improved arm. Yeah. It's, the, it's the intangible qualities that this kid has that are infectious. And you know what? He's a humble, quiet kid. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not one of those guys that gets them all fired up before the game and gets them all juiced up with a mosh pit in the tunnel. No, he is a quiet, uh, poised kind of a kid. Um, a lot of different ways to lead, right? And uh, whatever way he's, he chooses, uh, and it's, it's, it's how we led at Alabama and Oklahoma, too. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about this kid. He's got it all. I don't really know how to feel, to be honest. Uh, you know, you work really hard to put yourself in this position, and... Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful. Um, only God knows the things that um, each individual on this team has been able to overcome to come together as a team and do something special as a group. That's what means the most. Fourth and three, game still in the balance. Jalen Hurts, deep pass down the left-hand side to Devontae Smith. This is how it sounded in the game. He's looking left, he's looking right, he's pumping, he is firing the football, and it is pumping the at the five, another marvelous catch. He reached up, spun around, and brought it down with his right hand. A great, great catch. Just, again, two great athletes because he's flushed out of the pocket to his left. He's got to make a play downfield, but an unbelievable catch by Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith comes up from having made the catch catch statistically, but of course we found out moments later that it was not actually a catch. The big play, the fourth and three to Devontae Smith, and he motioned to a quick snap because he knew he didn't catch the ball. That's right, and the 49ers uh, being a fourth down, and I don't know if the TV's delayed here, they're certainly not going to show it on the big board, but that was absolutely a missed opportunity for a challenge. He did not catch that football and finish the process all the way through the ground. And it was a fourth and three. And it seemed very clear to those of us watching at home, based 
based on Devonta Smith's body language and his urgency to get to the line of scrimmage and to run another play. It seemed very clear that he was trying to cover up for a pretty obvious non-catch, as inconclusive as the first angles were to the viewer at home. My question to you is, is this one of those moments that Kyle Shanahan wished he had back when it was early, with the game still in the balance? Why isn't he throwing the challenge flag there? Is that not also the role of a great coach to trust his instincts? That's fourth and three. Okay, so let's back up. Yes, sir. So it's not always on the head coach to do this right now. Because Copy that. The head coach does not see the replays. Yes, sir. And he doesn't have a good vantage point to see if it's caught on the field or not. So he has to rely on the guys in the, bo- in the booth. The guys, in the, and I've been on the field as a head coach and up in the box as, a, as an assistant looking at these darn things. So all the coaches up above can see are the replays that are given to their booth. And the replays that were given to their booth evidently didn't show this ball hitting the ground. In fact, to the viewing audience, when, we, when I was watching the game, I, I thought it probably was a catch, too, uh, because there wasn't any conclusive evidence. Later on, they showed an angle that, oh, my God, it hit the ground. But was really telling is when Devontae Smith started signaling this, this, this. Let's call it a mayday, mayday, mayday. Guys are taught. Is that what that meant? When yeah, he yeah, yeah. That means his... get on the ball. Yes, now, yes, yes. get on the ball, run a play now. No huddle. And then the quarterback has a chance to run a run play or a pass play quickly. All right? Set up. Boom. We're running a dive. And you can see that whether you're field level or up in the booth. Yeah, so that should have been seen by somebody because he was, he was emphatic about getting on the ball and running a quick play. Um, but the coaches in the box, I, to, to just to, you know, so it's not all on them. They don't get those replays fast enough and clear enough in a timely fashion before that team snaps the ball. And that's what happened there. Thomas Davis Sr., let me turn back to you. You were a linebacker in this league for a long time, a very good one. You watched what Aziz and Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner had to deal with in the form of a pulling guard, no, 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 a pulling center by the name of Jason Kelsey on some of those runs, especially to the left. Gainwell again, big hole, Gainwell inside the 30. Watch Jason Kelsey, he almost turns into a fullback. He has Dre Greenlaw, that's a 300 pound fullback. Dre Greenlaw runs around it, they call it back door. Talk to me about how difficult it is as a linebacker, even the best linebacker duo in the NFL, as we hear Greenlaw and Fred Warner often talked about being, talk about the challenge they faced in the one Jason Kelsey. You know, it's extremely tough whenever you, you play a center that has that kind of ability, that can snap the ball, get out on the edge, pull around, make those kind of blocks. I think he's, he's one of the best in the game for, for that reason alone. He has the ability to get out and do that. He leads his football team. He makes the calls when it comes to protection. I think Jason Kelsey is, is without a doubt, I'll, you know, I'll go back. I'll say that he is the best center in the game right now. You know, I used to love when Ryan Khalil was our center in Carolina. I felt like Ryan Khalil was one of those guys like Kelsey that could do some of those things. But when you look at the fact that the Eagles have so many misdirection plays, you're trying to read the guards, you're trying to read the center, you don't know who's going to pull, and you get your eyes in the wrong place, and now you have a speed sweep that's running one way, the center's going the other way. It's so many things that you really have to dive in on when you're watching film on this Eagles football team because they can beat you in so many ways. Watch Fred Warner. He doesn't go because he's thinking it's RPO. That's the best linebacker in the league. Look, he's standing still. That's what this offense does to these defenders. It makes 4-4, four, 4-5 four, four, linebackers 
Play 4-7. Jason Kelsey presents a massive challenge to the Kansas City Chiefs two weeks' time. Last word on this game, Coach, goes to you. What's the biggest challenge facing a young head coach like Nick Sirianni in this two-week white-hot spotlight on you at all times, countdown in preparation to the biggest game of your life. Put yourself in his shoes. What's going on in his brain? What's going on in his heart? And more importantly, based on your experience, what's the one thing he needs to be aware of most as he begins this two-week journey to the biggest game of his coaching career? Think about, think about uh, the expectations over there in Philly, whether they're right or wrong. The two previous coaches before him both went to the Super Bowl. Both were shown the door. Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, two really good coaches, okay? Ah, what have they ever done? Yeah, what have they ever done? And so well, they're going to they're gonna meet one guy that they that let go <laughs> this week. Andy Reid, you're coming back. How about those? So the expectations there are unusually high. And you know what? He's done a great job. I mean, to win 14 regular season games this year and do it his own way. He's, he doesn't try to be Bill Belichick or Andy Reid or anybody else. He's kind of a fun-loving guy that, uh, that uh, has the guys playing for him. He's co- he knows he's coaching a good roster. You know, he's not taking credit for that. He's, he's just getting these guys to the games and getting them prepared to win. And boy, does he do that well. But they respond to his coaching. And uh, but he knows he knows that, uh, you know, the expectations, you know, Thomas said it. I mean, the, a lot of people think that that the, uh, the this team, the Eagles, is just a dominating kind of team and uh, could and should dominate. Uh, if, they, if that pass rush can get to Patrick Mahomes and that's what they do best, sack the quarterback. Right. Seventy times on the season, yeah, way more than everybody else, or fewer. Nobody's even close. And so, if if the, if the, what they have to do is stop Patrick Mahomes, uh, this pass rush is going to have something to say about that. I can't believe you gave away who won the next game. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Next game, the AFC, the nightcap on Championship Sunday. Final score, Kansas City Chiefs, 23, Cincinnati Bengals, 
20. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good. Good. TD, you've played this game for a long time. Ever had a high ankle sprain? Never had a high ankle sprain. Is there a difference between a high ankle sprain and a low ankle sprain? Is there? There's a huge difference between a high ankle sprain. Okay, so you've never felt it yourself, but you've certainly been around enough guys who did. Absolutely. You've seen the challenge faced by those players who had high ankle sprains. Every last one of them had to sit out. And you can extrapolate, put yourself in the shoes of a quarterback, a quarterback who relies heavily on mobility in the pocket, mobility out of the pocket, plant legs, throwing back across his body, the whole, all the tricks that Magic Man Mahomes brings to the table. How impressed were you by number 15 last night in Kansas City? What he did boggles the mind, at least for me at home. Does it boggle the mind of a former player? It takes a lot to impress me, especially for a quarterback. But I was in awe because I didn't think that, I thought he was going to be a sitting duck. I literally thought that he was going to be in a position where he tried to, you know, be the hero for his team. He tried to fight through it and I just thought that the Cincinnati pass rush with Henderson and those guys were going to get after him um, in a way that we hadn't seen, but it didn't happen. All he did was go out and he executed the game plan. He did a phenomenal job, and down the stretch, he did what Patrick Mahone has done his entire career, put his team in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle, moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain. It was kind of a two-part takeaway for most of us watching that Mahomes scramble around the right side. The clock is counting down. By the time he was pushed out of bounds, unfortunately for Joseph Asai, it was out of bounds. 15 yards tacked on to put them securely in field goal range. But Mahomes hit apparently 18 miles an hour on that run. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy on one and a half legs. Coach, you saw it happen. Is this what happens in the moment? Cometh the hour, cometh the man, cometh the moment, cometh the Mahomes magic. I cannot believe still what I saw him do on that play. <laughs> well, believe it, because that's what he just seems to do, right? Oh, my gosh. The only time he had to use the legs fully, he turned on and he put it and that's going to put them in position to get... Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, defense number 58. Yeah, 15, 15 yards. yards from the end of the play. He's going to take this inside of about 40-yard field goal attempt to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, the mistake that the Bengals made was punt the ball to these guys and give Mahomes 30 seconds. All right, and a timeout. That's way too much time for this kid. And so, but he said it in an interview afterward. When he starts running, you know what? It's forget about pain, forget about consequences, forget about anything other than making that first down on third and four. Try to get out of bounds and stop the clock so there's another play. And there was eight seconds. Even if there wasn't a penalty, he would have had another shot to make some yards to kick that field goal. But he's just... It it was one of those plays where you just suck it up and and find a way to win the down, and he certainly did that. Yeah, at some points in games, you got to just put it all on the line. And uh, the defense gave us a couple chances to get in field goal range. We didn't get in there. The defense got another stop for us, and I knew I was going to get there somehow. So I just put it all on the line, and we got in field goal range, and uh, we're at Arrowhead now. It, It is still called Arrowhead, last time I checked, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. Is this thing still called Arrowhead? What does it sound like out there? Legendary performance tonight, Patrick. Congratulations. Talk to me about Joe Burrow. I don't think we can let this season go without a word or two about what we saw Joe Burrow pull off. His season narrative. What a story. What a ride for this young man. He has an appendectomy late, too late for most people, in the offseason. He starts the season anyway. He's clearly struggling to find his form, to get that pain out of his system, to get back to the Joe Burrow that he knows he is capable of being. And we finally saw that about midseason. And then they rattle off, what, 10 straight wins to get to that game last night. Then he is sold out by a reckless teammate who calls Arrowhead Burrowhead. Burrowhead, my Joe Burrow gets all of the vitriol today and yesterday and all week about that. Joe Burrow said nothing. Yes, he carries himself with a certain swagger, a certain cockiness, a certain self-assuredness, but his play backs it up time and time and time again. Talk to me about Joe What? Talk to me about Joe Burrow, coach. When you put your arm around Joe Burrow in that locker room after a game like that, what are you saying to the young man? What are you saying to him tomorrow and the next day at Bengals facility? to kind of allow him to sum up and metabolize this crazy ride of a season. I'd tell him I love him and uh, keep swinging, man. Because the guy is, he's the real deal, no question about it. And everybody knows that. And every team and every quarterback will have to go through adversity sometimes. And it's not just coming from behind to win a game. It's injury. It's lack of certain teammates. It's you name it. And, and he's... You know, they went to a Super Bowl last year, surprisingly, when his offensive line really didn't protect him very well. That's an understatement, right? He was the most sacked quarterback in the league, still went to the Super Bowl. So they went out to fix that. Four new starters this year, and they were doing a good job getting better. Well, they all get hurt. I mean, it was just unfortunate that he had the same issues with the offensive line uh, in, a, in a big game like this. Uh, so they're on the right track over there in Cincinnati. TD, offensive line issues that the Bills were not able to capitalize on, and yet the Chiefs were. What did you see from that Chiefs defense? Is it as simple as saying Chris Jones and Frank Clark are special? Or was it a scheme thing? Was it spags on the defensive coordinator tip being more aggressive? Because we did see, and you said it earlier today, the Chiefs did to the Bengals what the Bills should have been able to do but weren't. Here comes Chris Jones after him. Chris Jones got him. Waited all game. They put him all the way out. Over the right tackle, when you need your best players to step up to send you to the Super Bowl, none better, finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, and he should be. Best season of his career. When you look at this Chiefs front line, and you just talked about those two guys, Chris Jones and Frank Clark are two special players, and they specialize in getting after the quarterback, and they did that in a big way. They came up big for their football team. One guy had two sacks, another guy had a sack and a half. Those are the kind of plays that you have to make against a football team that's coming in down three offensive linemen. You cannot allow them to sit back and be comfortable. You can't allow Joe Burrow to find the weapons that he has on that football field down the field. They put him in third long situations and they took advantage of it. So that's what the Buffalo Bills did not do. They, I think the Cincinnati Bengals ended up with five or six sacks. The Buffalo Bills had one sack, and that was the difference in this football game. In the end, a lot of fingers pointed at your fellow number 58. 
Joseph Asai. Now moving in the pocket, running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out uh, of bounds. And the Bengals no! push him after no! he was out of bounds. Multiple flags Ugh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation. And with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Man, you have to be more aware. This football team has got a lot of awareness. Not on that play. As a teammate, as a captain, the way you always were when you put your arm around that young man what are you saying to him at the end of a game like that i'm going to remind this young man of all the other big plays that he made in that game that gave us an opportunity to be in the position that we were in no one is going to ever go out and play a perfect game and including myself i never had a, a game where i was 100 perfect in any aspect of it and that's one of the things when you were working with a young player and you have a young player on your football team, you got to constantly remind them that you can't allow him to go into this offseason and beat himself up because mentally it could eat at you. It could really, really put you in a bad space. So for the older guys and the veterans on the football team, they have to lift this young man up and allow him to understand and know that, hey, you made a mistake. It doesn't define you. No, it doesn't. And, Coach, I saw a hustle play, not a bonehead play. I saw something that felt more unlucky than unwise. It was a hustle play. But you know what? I really like the interview that Zach Taylor did after the game. After the loss, he addressed his team. And then he came out and did an interview. Those are not fun. And one of the questions, of course, was about the penalty hit on the sidelines. Zach Taylor said, we're not going to make this about one play. There were 30 other plays that we could have made in this game that would have made a difference, and he handled it exactly the right way. The late hit put them in field goal range. Again, when you're trying to communicate things to players, especially ones involved in that play, how do you do it? We're not going to make it about one play. You know, there was plenty of plays that we left on the field today that could have put us in a better position. Guys, we cannot make this about one player, but if we were to make this game about one player, it probably would be number 15. I wouldn't have thought this stat line was possible before the game started. 29 of 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes! Zero picks and a game-defining, game-changing run. Oh my gosh! Anything is possible. I feel like I have seen it all. Two questions to go in the last 30 seconds. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's 1.41 Pacific Standard Time. I will not hold you to this at all. But, Coach, first thought about the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. I wouldn't be surprised if. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win it because I think they have a more, uh, well, they have a better roster, more experience because the, I'm, I'm a little worried about the youth of the defense of the Chiefs, okay? There's a butt here. Yes, sir. Give him this respect. Yes, sir. Stamp him. They have Patrick Mahomes. The kid is never out of a game. He, he pulls his magic on the brightest stages, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. Same question to you, TD. I wouldn't be surprised if what happens in Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I'm going to change it from I wouldn't be surprised if to I wouldn't be surprised when the Eagles go out and dominate this football game. <laughs> In the same fashion that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, because to me, football games are won in the trenches. And when you look at what this Philadelphia Eagles football team have, they are built 
from the trenches. The D-line is phenomenal. The offensive line is phenomenal. And that's where the game is going to be won in this football game. Last question, and it goes to both of you. We will see a Super Bowl of firsts. The youngest aggregate age for starting Super Bowl quarterbacks. Yes, their youth is impressive. But let's not overlook the fact that this will be the first Super Bowl in Super Bowl history with two black starting quarterbacks. TD, coach, how important is that? How important is that to you as a player? What does it say to you about our league? What does it say to you about these two young men? It just speaks to the growth of of the quarterback and the evolution of the quarterback position. I just think that over time, over years, like you used to the, the pocket passer, guys that drop back mostly white quarterbacks that just sit in the pocket and, and, and disperse the ball. But now you have guys that are athletically able to go out and do things that running backs are doing, but they can also pass the football. And I think that's one of the things that has allowed young African-American kids to see, hey, I can do this. I can be like a, a Randall Cunningham or a Michael Vick or a Cam Newton or now a Jalen Hurts and a Patrick Mahomes. I can go out and I can play the quarterback position and I don't have to be placed in a box because of my athletic ability anymore. Coach, final word of the show goes to you. What are you most looking forward to seeing 13 days from now in Glendale, Arizona in Super Bowl 57? You know, I, I just I just can't wait to show the world and what? couple hundred countries watch our showcase the American game okay it's pro football and and we've had such a great season and you got two great teams gonna fight it out in front of God and country and world and uh, I think it's gonna be one of those doozies because here you go with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid at it again uh, you know and Andy's fourth Super Bowl and, and you got this young up-and-coming coach and Jalen Hurts quarterback combination that's not going away. Uh, and they've got the big roster. Uh, it's going to be – I can't wait for the game because there's so many storylines with the Kelsey brothers and the, the, the Andy Reid Bowl and you name it. And uh, I can't wait to get to this game. We will get to all of those storylines in the weeks to come, the two weeks to come. I want to thank today's special guests, the coach, Steve Mariucci, the player, Thomas Davis Sr., you guys are wonderful. I thank you so much for making time for us today. Listener, please join us tomorrow when we begin what will be a magnificent run of two weeks as we count down to Super Bowl 57. We are going to point out some matchups that may define this game, matchups that you may not be thinking about and need to be. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.